Hello, and thank you so much for joining us on this episode. This is You Know the One Where podcast. I'm Stevie, and my always special guest is Stephanie. I'm just here to give you a quick update on what you can expect with this episode. So this episode is going to be a little bit different than our usual episodes because this week we are going to be reacting to some media regarding the Albanitez case. After I told the story last week, Stephanie and I had some chats afterwards, and we found out some information that we've that was important to the story, so we recorded this episode regarding those, so this will give you some more information on the case as well as our opinions and reacting to those forms of media, so I hope that you enjoy. Uh, Next week, we'll be back to our regular posting schedule, but I figured I would just get on here and let you know how this episode is going to go. Also, normally, we are planning on doing reactionary episodes, you know, every now and again, and we want it to be on a different uploading day, but Stephanie and I have crazy busy full-time jobs as well as other things going on. I am currently at my parents' house pet sitting and I have a tiny little puppy gnawing on my hand as they hold this microphone. So I'm going to sign off here. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Let us know what you think. Um, You can email us or contact us on social media. All that information is in the description box. Let us know how you think as well if you want to rate, review, and subscribe. You don't have to, but we would appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Welcome to our first reactionary episode of You Know the One Where. Are you excited, Estefania? I'm so excited. Are you ready to react? I'm always ready to react. That's literally my only job here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's. If I wasn't ready, you'd have to fire me and fire me friends. <laughs> um, casting call. Uh, <laughs> no! need, need a new Stephanie. Okay, so this week... We decided last time we talked, we recorded the Albanitas episode, and we determined that, holy shit, there was a lot going on because we talked after the episode, and we both kind of recalled this forensic files that we had seen together, and you said something like, oh, that's a sim- is that the same case? And I said, no, I don't think it's the same because it was like a teacher-student relationship, and they- she was obsessed with him, and he didn't reciprocate any of it, blah, blah. Yeah, I saw the I Survived episode. Oh, that was I Survived. That was it. What did I say? Forensic Files? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, the I Survived. Okay, so I was thoroughly confused because I had seen that I Survived and I swore it was a different person and you were like, Stephanie, there is no possible way that there's two stories that are that similar. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, no. There was no way. I was like, there's no way because it doesn't make sense that they would make it so different. Like, the stories were completely different. Right. So... I was like, well, maybe I'm remembering wrong, or I mixed a bunch of stories together, which happens quite a bit. And so I was like, okay, I'll just go back and I'll rewatch it. And I looked for more research online, and I realized the reason why this happened is because there's no other information regarding this murder. There's one court document that I looked at, and all of the other information is from episodes of the TV shows. So, okay. So there's no, like, actual reports. There's no... There's nothing that is enough to get the full story. So that's why I ended up watching the Murder Calls episode, because it was the one that had the most information. And it was the longest of the three. And so I just figured that that would have... And he was he was interviewed, and the police were interviewed, and everyone 
the reporters and paramedics, everyone was, was interviewed. So I was like, okay, this is probably the most reliable. And I still believe that this one is the most reliable, but it's hard to determine that because of the information that you get from each of the three. So this episode, I'm basically just going to talk to you and tell you what I saw in all three of the different episodes. And we're just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna let you know because holy buckets, it's different. And this is like one of the only cases where it's been this different. Like the case that I'm going to cover in the next episode, I watched three different episodes of TV shows and they're all pretty similar. There were some things that were changed, but this one, like it's a different story every single time. <laughs> huh. That's oh. interesting. Yeah. That, that makes me wonder about the case itself. Yeah. Or like about uh, Al Benitez because, wait, was that his name? Yeah. Right? Yep. I got it right? Yep. Oh, I'm so bad at names. Um, <laughs> you I win. Name. What? <laughs> I win. <laughs> but uh, I totally forgot what I was saying. <laughs> um, you were wondering about Al Benitez because the story was changed. Oh, if he's, oh yeah. If he's just shopping around different stories, it just, it's just interesting. I think that I think that it's a combination of him as well as the time permitted in each of the episodes, as well as what the, like directors or whatever the producers of the tv shows are kind of telling him to tell the story like to make it even more crazy than it was and i think also like these these shows were quite old but i feel like the murder calls one was longer it had more encompassing information it made more sense it followed Mm -hmm. the evidence the same based on like the court records that i read and so i think that that's probably the most accurate but like i said it's kind of unknown the the small details like the majority of the story is really understood but the most inaccurate one was i survived and that's just so weird to me because that's another one where he is it was just it's not like there's another reporter coming in and interviewing or rehashing what he said or paraphrasing what the court documents say it's just him sitting there telling the story so it's so interesting that that would say something so different than the court documents or so different from the other more in-depth documentaries that have been done on his case yeah and my only way to rationalize it is because of i survive's way of going it's three people for like 15 to 20 minutes of story each they just pared it down just to make it fit in that time yeah yeah because and and they each focus on a different aspect of the case like like murder calls focuses mainly on the shooting the the first start of the case and then i survived focuses on the poisoning and then slapped focuses on their relationship as a whole like how it fell apart and doesn't really i don't even think it mentions the poisoning uh but he she consistently tried to poison him how do you have an episode about how she snaps and not mention the poisoning. Exactly. So let's just get started. So okay. yeah. So after I talked to you, I went back and rewatched the murder calls episode because that because you know at the beginning of some uh, investigation discovery or true crime shows it says like the events of this is a true story but they've been dramatized and to make them more you know interesting and names have been changed and blah blah blah. So I was like, okay, well, maybe it said that. And I overlooked it and it was dramatized. Nothing. Doesn't say it at all. And most Investigation Discovery Channel shows say that. And so that makes me believe that they stayed pretty much by the story because it doesn't seem like anything was um, dramatized. So first of all, in every, all the shows, he goes by Al Benitez. Except for I Survived, where he goes by Alberto. 
which is like correct. That's right. Which is like so weird. And and and, and when you look at like the murder calls and the snapped and the court documents, he's referred to as Albert. Well, yeah, because with court documents and all of that, you're going to have your full name. Yeah. So I thought that Albert was his full name, but he goes by Alberto. Oh, okay. And then he also goes by Al, which is fine. It's just very strange because that's why part of the reason I didn't, you know, combine them because his name wasn't even Al. It was Alberto, which isn't that different, but just strange. Okay. So first, let's talk about I Survived. So in I Survived, Elizabeth was a, quote, family friend, not in a relationship. And I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense because she they'd been in a three-year relationship. They had talked about marriage. Obviously, he didn't want to marry her, but she did want to marry him. And so the, it's just crazy to me that they referred to her as a family friend. Yeah. Like distanced her from him a lot. So then they say that, yes, they met at a party through Al's sister, which is how it was in Murder Calls, and that she had been really nice to Al's parents because I guess um, Al's parents were in declining health and they needed some help around the house. And so Elizabeth took care of them. I think Elizabeth did her mom's hair and or did Al's mom's hair and stuff. And so the family really liked Elizabeth because she seemed to really care about Al's parents, which we didn't get in the Murder murder Calls, calls, but which makes sense because it always starts off with a murder call. So it it makes sense that they wouldn't go into something like that. Um, So he... Then he then goes on to talk about how he taught criminal justice courses and that Elizabeth wanted to take her course because his course because she wanted to be a police officer. He taught at a community college, so she started taking classes with him. And so in I Survived, they kind of focus on her being his student and how she kind of got attached to him as a student. She got fixated and started calling him on his cell phone and randomly would come over to the house. And so it made it seem like she was just kind of made it seem that she was like obsessed with with him, you know? Yeah. Like it wasn't reciprocated. She just became obsessed with him and was crazy. Exactly. They skip to this night where Al is out to dinner with some of his friends and he comes home from dinner and she's on in his driveway and asked him creepily how the dinner was. And he was like, what? How'd you know I was going to the dinner? Like, you're fucking crazy. And he said she was acting like a jealous wife and he didn't want to anger her. So he played like was fine, was being nice to her. Yeah. And so I think he brought she brought over pizza that night or something. So this is another area where things the stories differ. So in Murder Calls, she stayed the night. In Snapped, she came over the next morning. And in I Survived, she came over the next morning or something. But either way, the morning comes. She's at his house. And then the shot happens. The shooting happens. He also said in I Survived that he saw Elizabeth in the hallway standing there with her arms crossed and tapping her foot while he was running away from the gunman, which is said nowhere else. That's just in the I Survived, which I find kind of strange because... He was like, she's not running. She's just standing there looking at me. And so he was kind of, he was just kind of confused why she didn't, why she wasn't taking it seriously that the police, that the, um, the shooting was happening. Oh, and you were right about the lying down thing about, remember when we recorded it, you were like talking about how he was standing up and staying seated and wasn't laying down. And you were right, because if you lay down, not only do you have a more tendency to go unconscious and given to falling asleep, but also with the gravity of the blood and, and how everything works, it was smart for him to stay seated. 
I watched Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh my god, I literally put, you were right about lying down. <laughs> no, but it, it just makes sense in my head. It does, like, it does. Role. Yeah, and he said that. So, he sat up so he wouldn't die. Um, she was released the day after the shooting, blah, blah, blah. And she said that he came, or he said that she came over because she wanted to say thank you and pray for him. So, he went over to Elizabeth's house and she made dinner for him. They ate spaghetti and then she said it was late so he should leave and she was being kind of sketchy. So, he's on his way home after eating the spaghetti and he has to pull over because he's getting so sick and he's starting to pass out on the way to the hospital. He thought it was just like food poisoning or something weird. And because at the time he had gotten shot, he had lost some of his internal organs. He had lost his colon and intestines and part of his kidneys and stuff. So he thought... And he's still able to like live through being poisoned after losing pieces of I know. his organ. I know. So he thought, but he thought, like, maybe I'm having these this illness because of something wrong with my surgery. Like, something's leaking or whatever. That's a fair assumption. Like, honestly, that is a fair conclusion. So luckily, he calls in his being sick on the radio, his police radio, and he passes out and wakes up. And luckily, he's in the hospital. One of his, uh, they must have sent an ambulance or something. No, they don't really explain. Perk of being a cop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he's tested for poison. Um, and while he's in the hospital, Elizabeth visits him and she brings him soup from TGI Fridays, which he's like, loves his soup. So he was super stoked. So he had to stay at the hospital to be like watched. After eating the soup, he got super sick again. So he had to continue to stay at the hospital. So they were like, okay. Mm. She has no chill. I love that. Yeah. Not that I love that, but like, yeah. She's just, oh, it didn't work. Okay, here's some more poison. Yeah. So then, Al, okay, so this is a weird thing about the polygraph and the lie detector test. So in the murder calls episode, they schedule a lie detector test for Elizabeth at the precinct. She doesn't show up. She reschedules it for a time when her lawyer's there at her lawyer's office. Well, in this story, Al was trying to get Elizabeth to take the lie detector test. And they had agreed to meet at a restaurant where they would meet with the polygraph examiner and do the consent form. So I don't think they were supposed to meet at this restaurant to take the lie detector test. I think it was to sign the consent forms to do the lie detector test the next day. That makes sense because you would never have a lie detector test lie detector test in a restaurant. Exactly. You would, you would have it in a neutral room where you're not going to be bothered, no distractions and all that exactly. jazz. Yeah, so I think it was just to get the consent form signed. So the polygraph examiner doesn't show up or the, the signer, the consent form guy doesn't show up. So it's just Alan and Elizabeth. They're waiting for this guy. He doesn't show up. So they eat, decide to eat dinner and wait while they're waiting. After he eats at the restaurant, about 30 minutes later, he gets very, very, very sick. And luckily, Al wasn't alone with Elizabeth at the restaurant. I think he had one of his other criminal justice students who he taught with him at the restaurant, and that was who was with him. And so since he started to get ill, luckily this guy was in the car with him, and he was able to take him directly to the hospital. And they say his heart stops four times at the hospital. Um, the doctor told him not to go back to Elizabeth. He said that Elizabeth was lying about everything. Oh, and then he talks to Crime Stoppers and they try to raise the reward for tips um, of anyone who knew anything about Elizabeth. And I guess someone called into Crime Stoppers named Lisa. And I guess Elizabeth Reynolds at one point went by Lisa. And so on the phone, I think the Crime Stoppers tip was about the shooter named Francisco and that they had overheard him bragging on the phone at the club. And that was who was calling. But I think it was Elizabeth. It's very unclear. Mm -hmm. So he rolled over on Elizabeth. He told him. And he said that he was paid to kill Albanitez. She paid him in drugs and sex. And money with the checks. But in the show, it's just drugs and sex. 
Yeah. And I survived. Right, right. I was, I was going to say, which show? Wait a minute. And I survived. It was just drugs and sex. They didn't bring up the checks. They didn't bring up really anything else. Interesting. Probably because it's, maybe that's more salacious to say drugs and sex than to say a check as well. It's more of on his part that he would do it for drugs and sex or that she would be able to get away with just paying him with those things. Mm-hmm. And so it's a bigger story that way. Yeah. And I, I think- don't like this because I love I survived. So I don't I know. want to know that they changed facts just to make it more crazy. Honestly, this gave me so much anxiety for like literally no reason. But I was up all night. Then I, I was like, reading, like watching these episodes and I was angry and confused and like it makes me nervous so now every time I do a story I watch every single consume every single thing and in most cases luckily there's other reporting there's other aspects that I can find but with this case it was very very strange so anyways it's sad I it worries me about I survived but yeah. there's probably a reason and I don't well think- I already watched all of I survived so <laughs> it's fine <laughs> and like I'm in the middle of it and well, I'm gonna stop like I will probably watch it still more but <laughs> oh of course and like with Jennifer Morey's story and like both of the Jennifer's and those kinds of stories Sarah's story like the ones where they like really stick with you like those ones you can go and confirm whereas I think this Albanita's one maybe was the first one he did he might have done this one before he did the Snapped and before he did the murder calls. So maybe this was before the story really was like fully had a chance to kind of get contorted and uh, facts changing with time and the way you lose memory or the, and, just the effects of dramatization. Because we dramatize everything in our own lives. If you think back to stuff that's happened to you, you know, we glorify it or, you know, mm-hmm. make things more out to be more than they actually were sometimes. And so maybe distance that, yourself not from that, people. Yeah, not that he was making it out you know, almost dying more. He's actually making it less, I think. Yeah, yeah. And that maybe that's because he, in a way, if someone like that, that I'd been in a relationship with, tried to kill me, then I'd be pretty pissed at that person. So the more I have to talk about it, the more it goes, I want to distance mm-hmm. myself from that person. You know, I want to be like, no, we weren't dating. We were just friends or, you know, and maybe to stick it to them to be like, see, you. this is how much you don't mean to me. Mm-hmm. And this is how I'm going to tell the world about our relationship and you're going to look stupid. Exactly. And so I don't think that it was malicious. I don't think it was Al's being a, you know, crazy person just telling a bunch of different stories. I think there was a reason behind it. So I think yeah. that that they all work well together. There's just some weird idiosyncrasies. So finally, I went and watched Snapped. And so I'm just going to, I'm not going to go through the whole story again. I'm just going to touch on the pieces where we there was differences. So now I haven't watched a ton of Snapped, but... To me, Snapped has always been, like, super dramatized. Is that correct? I think that, well, Snapped focuses more on the murderer, the woman, and focuses more on the snapping. Like, what, like, makes it more dramatic in the... in The, the lead up to her wanting to commit this crime. Yeah, but for the most part, it wasn't, like, super crazy. They just went more in depth into Elizabeth and her background, as well as her relationship with Al and the family. So we get more of Elizabeth's information and less of Al's information. Even though Al, uh, okay. he is interviewed, but... It's more focusing on her. So in Snapped, I guess they talk about how Elizabeth got plastic surgery and tried to change her appearance for him because she really wanted him to, like, love her. So she tried to make herself, you know, more beautiful for him as, like, what she thought he would like. And, yeah, and supposedly... Girls, it's never worth it. That's what I want to say. Guys, too. Never worth it. Do it for yourself. Don't do it for anybody else. Yeah. Uh, That just makes me sad that, you know... 
Yeah. She felt she didn't have the security or confidence just to be her or that she had to change things. And maybe that's, you know, we all choose to feel what we feel. But maybe that says a little bit about him, too, that, that he would maybe the way he treated the relationship made her feel like she wasn't enough and that she had to do all this stuff to try to keep him that, you know, it never works out. When you try to do stuff for other people, it never works out. You have to do things for yourself. Yeah. And I think she's also, like, got some mental health issues. And so I think... Yeah. And I think she was pushing Al away with her behavior. And so I think that she was trying to, like, hold on to him with everything she had. And so I don't think that... I think that he might have even been, like, trying to be too nice to her when he was letting her down and letting her down easy yeah and he I think he might have she might have still held on and so she thought if she changed this about herself he would stay with her yeah so I think that it has more to do with her mental state than anything yeah just because just me getting on my soapbox I'll get down now no I totally get I (laughs) totally like Stacey Peterson I totally get what you mean I think that that's a lot of times when women are feeling inadequate that's what they do and sometimes men are like all for it like Michael Scott (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he gets back together with Jan. I mean, I think it, it, it's some people feel like it'll work. So anyways, it was also said in Snap that Al was actually seeing another person after Al had broken up with Elizabeth. I think they were on and again and off again, and Al might have been cheating on her, or they might have been separated. I'm not entirely sure, but he was seeing another woman at some point, and I guess this made Elizabeth very jealous and angry. So this could have caused all of this. And I guess he was pulling away, and she was like grabbing on for dear life again in the snapped episode she stayed the night she didn't show up and then leave and then come back the next morning which makes the most sense they said that in this episode they didn't fall in love right away whereas in snapped or in murder calls they kind of fell in love pretty much right away but in snapped it said it was not like an easy relationship and one would chase the other and then they would stop and then the other would chase the other and it was kind of like a one of those like on again off again like yeah. I want you well I don't want you but now I want you but I don't want you exactly yep and it was said that she would creepily show up at his house which is what all of them kind of said except for I survived or murder calls made it seem like their relationship was like very strong and made it seem like they were very in love whereas mm. the other two were like not really I mean murder calls talked about them like having rough patches and stuff but it didn't really talk about the creepiness of it you know I mean, from a storytelling perspective, maybe Murder Calls, like, when they just wanted to throw off the twist of it all yeah. um, by telling the story and by saying that they were in love and it was strong, then you don't automatically think that it's her. I think that you're probably right because it does make you like, holy shit, she did this. When in reality, you look at it and you're like, okay, it's most likely she did this. It makes sense. <laughs> but in Murder yeah. Calls, they want you to be like, what? Right. Instead of being like... Like, what? They want, um, like, maybe the real story is more like, hey, when is this girl going to try to kill him? Because it sounds like this yeah. is what that is ramping up to. Yeah. You know, if he's not paying attention and she's doing all this stuff, oh, she's going to go crazy soon. And there's no, there's no twist. Yep. It's also said that she was a part of the family because of her taking care of Al's parents and being friends with Al's sister. So she was definitely not a family friend. Like, it's been, you know, talked about time and time again that she was not a family friend. She Mm -hmm. was a part of the family. She was with him for three years. Like, no. Elizabeth wanted to get married, and she was kind of, like, persistent about it, whereas Al was trying to distance himself from her. And like I said, I think he was just being a little too nice, you know, trying to 
be good for her feelings and, you know, distance himself without just calling it off. And so she kind of started stalking him and she like didn't want it to end. So she kind of started getting a little weird. And so in the snapped, Al went to dinner with another woman. So they were broken up. They were just, he was distancing himself from her. She was stalking him and he had gone to dinner with another woman on a date. And that's when Elizabeth showed up at her house and asked him how dinner was. And he was like, oh shit, she's stalking me. She saw me out at dinner with this other woman. Mm-hmm. And so they got into a fight and he didn't want to upset her. So he brought Elizabeth inside and they stayed up all night talking and she slept on the couch and he went to bed. So this is the night of the sh- shooting. So so the next morning is when the shooting happened. Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, and they brought up the Lisa thing again, the weird crime stopper tip with Lisa. And then they did a photo lineup with the attempted murderer, Frankie, and she's like couldn't point him out even though they'd been having sex Mm -hmm. and whatever. And, oh my God, the craziest thing. So they went into more of Frankie's trial, which they didn't in the other two because Frankie doesn't really matter to the story, really. Like, they told us what happened to him, but he was actually given a 10-year deal if he testified against Elizabeth. So that he would only get 10 years Mm -hmm. if he testified against Elizabeth. Yep. For trying to kill someone and almost succeeding. Yep. And guess what Frankie did? Killed someone else. He turned it down. Wait, what? He turned it down? He said no. Like the fuck? He didn't want to. He didn't want to testify against her, even though he'd already confessed to everything. Oh my! Because he still like loved her, or because they he like thought she would also try to kill him. <laughs> so it gets worse. So he's found guilty, sentenced to sixty years after a one day trial. Oh my god. I know. It was like a quick trial and they were like, we know you confessed. Like we have all this evidence. That's so crazy because a lot of times attempted murder doesn't get nearly the repercussion as actual murder. And that always drives people crazy because it's like, no, you still tried to kill someone. You, and just because you didn't succeed. Exactly. So he pretty much got, it was like he had actually murdered him. That's mm-hmm. how the sentence kind of carries. Yep. So then he ends up testifying anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frankie. Did Frankie finish high school? I don't, I don't feel think like so. Did. Yeah. Not school learning actually really means anything. You can be all kinds of smart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Succeed in school, but. But he didn't even listen well, to his guy. This, this guy. I just was born to lose. Like, he, there was. He, he didn't stand a chance. And what lawyer would let you do that? Like, there's. He must have really been like, fuck you, lawyer. I know I'm going to win or whatever. I don't want to. He probably didn't have a great lawyer. But still, even the fucking shittiest lawyer in the world would be like, you tried to kill someone, take the 10 years, testify against this bitch. Like, they probably did. And then they still have the person mm-hmm. on trial still has all. Oh, of yeah. The, you know, he just ignored they it. They have all the power to do whatever they want. It's just because a, a lawyer says not to do it doesn't mean they can't and that's do, what I'm, yeah, do it. And, and, so yeah. the lawyer probably was also a public defender, probably. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so overworked, <laughs> you know, money does buy non-convictions yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so he probably was told to do it mm-hmm. and then didn't want to or maybe he was told not to maybe i don't the lawyer think thought so. they didn't have enough on him <laughs> no. and thought he get away with it i think if i decided to, no if my cat decided tomorrow to be a lawyer she got the ability to speak 
She didn't even understand the criminal justice system. She would be like, motherfucker, take this deal. <laughs> like, well, maybe there were other things that we didn't know. I, you're playing, to the issue. you're playing devil's advocate a little too hard, Missy. You I, know, but I actually believe that. Like, maybe there was other stuff. Like, maybe there was another charge they wanted to charge him with. Or maybe there really wasn't, maybe they really thought there wasn't enough evidence. He confessed to everything. They had so much proof. They had the checks. They had the phone calls. They had his t-shirt they literally had everything <laughs> okay that that's a good point and but it just sucks for him that he got the full ass sentence and yep. then he had to testify he didn't anyway. have to testify he chose to so i think well, yeah. i think he was pissed he was pissed at elizabeth he was pissed at the situation and he didn't want her to get less of a sentence than did she turn on him right did she testify for his no, I don't think she testified against him. She blamed him in the trial. Maybe that I think. was part of it then. Why she he ended up testifying. Is what she ends up saying in her. I think so. I think it was kind of like he wanted to he didn't want to help her, but he also wanted to defend himself a little bit. Yeah. That could be it. So then they also talk more about Frankie's relationship with Elizabeth. So it turns out that they met outside of a grocery store because Elizabeth was having car trouble and he went over to help her out and like sparks flew. That's how they met. Yep. And then a relationship started. He asked her out. She said yes, but she said, like, no to the sex. So I'm guessing that they, in all of the information, the sex is kind of like, in both murder calls and snapped, they didn't have sex until after the murder, which makes sense. But Well, in, the non-murder, the murder attempt. Yes, 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 yes. And then... Um, well, wait, but, but he didn't succeed. So, like, why this, is she, quote-unquote, paying Well, if, this was, if he didn't succeed? This was the day after the murder where he was still in the coma, still in the hospital, and they thought he was going to die. Okay, fair enough. So, he was, in, he was in and out of death for quite a few days. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. I just was kind of... So it begs the question, though, if you're reacting and comparing all of these different ones, which one was your your favorite? My favorite was Murder Calls, bar none. I love that show. I watch that show continually. I think it's very well done. Uh, They have very good cinematography, like drone shots and like beautiful wilderness. And they play the 911 call and they kind of they have reenactments, but they're not like super drama. Yeah, yeah. And they focus more on the story. They have multiple people telling the story, including the victim or the family or police officers, helicopter people. Like, they have so many different people talking. It's really well done. I think that it had the most encompassing encompassing information. I think some of the story was changed, but for the most part, that stayed the most consistent. It maybe left out some information, but for the most part, it seemed. I'm just surprised that they didn't talk more about the poisoning in murder calls they only talked about the poisoning once in murder calls but i guess it happened three times and and whereas i survived focused solely on the poisoning three times i mean maybe they thought it was redundant but i don't know to me that is just that's a big detail that it happened three times Mm -hmm. that's like she really wants him dead but then in in snapped it doesn't talk about the poisoning at all hmm Okay, so if your favorite one is Murder Calls, then how would you rank the rest? Like, okay, so number one is Murder Calls. What's your second favorite? Like, or what's, like, the, the second best one in your opinion? Snapped. Even though I hate – I don't hate Snapped. I just don't – like, if I find out that there's a Snapped episode, I am like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. But it, it had it had more realistic information. And I, I am really frustrated that I survived. But yeah. I just – I just wish I could talk to Al. 
Maybe I'll call, I'll, I'll call Alan <laughs> and be like, I want to know. I want to know what happened. I want to know why. Because you'll know that these producers and directors have a say. And like, this is how we want yeah, you to tell they, the story. Yeah, they could misrepresent some facts. That's or very they could dumb. just skew it. We only have 20 minutes. So she's you haven't been in a relationship for her because they'd have to go into all the gory details, ups and downs and blah, blah, blah. And so they distance themselves and they're focusing on the, they focus a little bit on the shooting, but mainly focus on the poisoning. I don't know. But I, yeah. I think it'd be one murder calls. Then 50 snapped. <laughs> and then 75, I survived. I mean, there's like just a lot in there. Okay, so then that is your recommendation to anybody who wants to watch these things. Watch A Murder Calls mm-hmm. first this episode, Al Benitez. Mm-hmm. And then fuck off the rest. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. But you can read, I mean, you can read online. I think it's interesting to watch all three. This is the only story that I found such big discrepancies. But it's yeah. also an underreported story in the news. So I can see why there'd be inconsistencies because there's no documented information that you can compare to online. Gotcha. All right. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing our first reactionary episode. I'm glad we did this. It definitely, especially after the confusion of, the, of when we talked about Albanitas at the end, at the end of that episode, it was so confusing. Yeah. So, and it I'm took me a couple, it took me a couple days to wind down from this. I was like, I just, I can't believe it. And I'm so angry. And I need to tell Stephanie right away. And I was like, I'm. I know. Especially since I think that's when this is my favorite one that we've recorded. So. I know. And that was I'm part glad of we it. got more clarity. Yeah. Because I was so excited after we were done recording and then I, we looked that I survived thing up and I was like, oh, my whole life has been a lie. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to our shit, and I hope you enjoyed <laughs> our reactionary episode because we are going to try to post these every now and again. We don't have a set schedule. Maybe eventually we will, but as they come, we will post them. So thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye.